0: Hmm, there's going to be a new Star Wars series coming to Disney Plus. Cool. And it's going to have a female showrunner. That's awesome. And a female cast. Well, that's cool. And it's going to be set in a different time. All right. So why is that all we know? Disney, are you trying to get us to pat you on the back for doing things that just should be normal? Again, (sighs) welcome to the world we live in. Let's talk about Disney wanting to be patted on the back on today's episode of Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name is Charlie, you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, and yeah, today is going to be an open letter to Disney, and I hope you enjoy what I have to say to them. I would really love to know your opinions. <sighs> okay, so let's just begin. Dear Disney, This is the second time in the not-too-distant <laughs> past that you have tried to get props for doing something that you should already be doing. Something that shouldn't be odd or out of the ordinary. The first was in Onward, where you were like, look, we're going to have an actual out gay character. And you did. And she was a minor character who, yeah, did kind of fit into the story. And it was a good movie. But I'm not going to pat you on the back for that. It's 2020, Disney. And that should just be a part of what you do. Your stories should represent America. They should represent the world. They should represent the people that you're trying to get to watch you. And you know what? There are LGBT people in all of those families that you want to go see your movies. So it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. You can even see my review a little ways back in this podcast. It was a good movie. But the fact that you wanted to be patted on the back and told that you were doing a good thing, you wanted to be celebrated for doing something that you should have been doing all along, shows that you just don't understand representation. And now you're announcing that for the first time in 40 years, there will be a woman writing Star Wars. Well, as far as the live action star Wars goes, there there have been books, lots of really good books. But uh, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the live action, right? We're gonna forget the women who have been writing the books, right? Okay. And we've even had women write for the cartoons, but we're we're going to ignore them right. So we're going to celebrate because for the first time in 40 years, you have deigned to allow a female to write a Star Wars. Not only write a Star Wars, but to be the showrunner for it. Yay? Now look, I'm not going to be as hard on you as I probably would be for a lot of your competitors. This isn't Star Trek after all, which has never had a female showrunner for a Star Trek. And there's been a lot of Star Trek series over the years. There's been ample opportunities. Instead, they had Gene Roddenberry, who, you know, wasn't great when it came to women. Don't get me wrong, the Great Bird of the Galaxy did some wonderful things, but he, he was kind of a womanizer. And then we had Rick Berman, who, well sexually harassed a lot of his female actors and did terrible, terrible things to them. Yeah. It's not really been good on the Star Trek side either, but I I would be harder on Star Trek if they made this kind of an announcement because there's been a lot of Star Trek live-action shows. And, you know, you've only done movies every now and then, and the idea that if there would be a female writer, well, I'm going to be easier on you because... George Lucas created Star Wars, and for the most part, he did the Star Wars. The last couple, he pretty much wrote and directed himself. So it wasn't until you started the prequel, uh, I'm sorry, the sequels, well, and a couple prequels, as you did Solo and you did Rogue One, that you had an opportunity to put a female in. And look, I'm not complaining. Jon Favreau has done a great job with The Mandalorian, and I really enjoy that show. J.J. Abrams was obviously a bad choice for the movies, but we've talked about that before, haven't we? There's no need to rehash that. But you haven't had a lot of opportunities for women to write for the live-action Star Wars. But to announce this like it's a really big deal, when you've had women writing Star Wars before, that doesn't make sense. You see... What you're wanting us to do is to forget that you basically cut Rose Tico out of The Rise of Skywalker because you gave in to a bunch of misogynistic, racist trolls who went after her specifically. And after Kelly Marie Tran, the actress who plays her, just went where she had to leave social media. You don't like that we got upset with you because you gave in to those people, just like you gave in to those people when they went after James Gunn and you fired him off of Guardians of the Galaxy, when you shouldn't have done that either. See, you're trying to get your street cred back, and this isn't the right way to do it. You see, announcing that, oh, we're going to finally let a woman do a Star Wars. Well, that's rather patronizing. And it makes it seem like you're doing her a favor rather than rewarding her for her merit. Why not just announce we have a new Star Wars coming out and it's going to be set in a different era? That's really the news. Oh, but I I can see what you're saying. I can see why you did this. Because by making this Even mildly controversial, you've gotten people like me to talk about it. So we're talking about it and we're saying Disney Plus over and over again, which is publicity for Disney Plus. Oh, bravo. You've got us to talk about it. You've gotten a lot of people to talk about it because those misogynistic nudniks who went after Kelly Marie Tran and Rose Tico are going to be livid. Oh, Heaven forfend a lady's Star Wars! Oh, I do declare, Beauregard, how are we ever going to survive? No, Disney, all you did was stir the pot, because you knew that it would bring you exactly what I'm giving you. Publicity. For this new series. And it's probably not the publicity that would be ideal. But hey, what is it they say? No publicity is bad publicity? Well, that's true. And, well, you own most of our childhood, so the likelihood that I or my audience is probably not going to watch a Star Wars, well, it's slim. We're probably going to at least watch it until you finally drive it off of a cliff. If you do, we'll see. Only time will tell. But this is not the way to go about it. It's not a special gift that you're allowing a woman to be a showrunner or allowing a woman to write for you. And it's not something you should be patted over the back about. If anything, the announcement that this was happening should have come with a mea culpa. You should have apologized. Oh my goodness, how is it that with all of the Star Wars stuff that we've done, we haven't brought a woman in? This is a terrible oversight on our part. And think about it. We were so stupid. We almost brought Dan and Dave from Game of Thrones. You know, that train wreck over on HBO. We almost gave them a trilogy, even though they clearly had no idea what they were doing and were saying so publicly. But they were men and they had a show that won awards and we were just trying to glom onto to that. So, of course, we hired the men. Yeah. If you would have had a little bit of humility with this, it would have gone a long way. Because you did do that. You hired two people that obviously didn't know what they were doing. And that's not a judgment on my part. They have said that Game of Thrones was their film school. That they didn't know what they were doing. And the final couple seasons really prove that and drive it home in the most... Horrific ways. They ran a popular TV show into the ground so hard that, well, fans like me, I, I can't even watch the early seasons anymore. even though it was a show I generally enjoyed and re-watched periodically, I don't think I'm ever going to do that again. You hired them because you thought that they would what bring you some prestige? Because they were men who were in positions of power, and you wanted to attach yourself to that power. See, if you would have apologized, if this would have been a mea culpa, then I wouldn't be sitting here castigating you for trying to get praise. Because you don't deserve praise for doing something that should have been obvious to do. The other half of your announcement is beautiful Disney. It's going to start a female character. Okay. And it's going to be set in a different time period. Well, I see why you said that part because, you know, we're immediately going to go, Ooh, is this Ahsoka Tano? Is this going to be a spinoff from the Mandalorian? Well, if it's going to be set in a different time period, then we can assume that it's not going to be set in one of the time periods we've already seen. Maybe it's going to be set in the High Republic because you're doing a lot of High Republic stuff, or maybe it's going to be set in a different time, but you want to temper our expectations. Well, that makes sense. You don't want people getting overly excited about the wrong thing now, do you? Like that you're actually going to be doing a trilogy instead of three movies in set that don't really communicate. With each other because two of them were written by somebody who doesn't understand film structure and only knows how to make action films. But that's okay. It's gonna be a lady Star War written by a lady. Okay, that that, that that's fine. That's wonderful. Is this gonna be where you finally make your apology piece? Are we gonna get our Mira jade Skywalker? See, this is my personal pet theory, is that you're starting to see this out because you're wanting me to Think about the things that I've talked about before, because the two series that I desperately want are my Nomi Sunrider series, which I I did an episode about a little ways back, because if you're going to be doing something different, Nomi Sunrider is very different, and her story could easily be adapted into the new canon in a way that would be powerful and exhilarating to watch, and I would love, love, love for you to do that. Or this could be set in the far future, after the Skywalker saga, because I think you're a little nervous about having gotten rid of the Skywalkers. That's one of the reasons why the Skywalkers became less of a bloodline than it became a title. It's a name that people take up. And because it's probably written into your contract that Mara Jade Skywalker can't exist in the way that Mara Jade existed in the books, because George Lucas really hated Mara. I don't know why. But he did. But if you said it in the far future, where the leaders of the Jedi Council maybe are all called Skywalker, then you could create a new Mara Jade Skywalker and maybe even give her a new Luke. Maybe. I doubt you would do that. But maybe this is where you give us one of our other names. Maybe Jason Skywalker. You know, for those of us who wanted Jason Solo. Yeah, maybe that's what you do. But we're supposed to be speculating and thinking about it. And I see what you're doing to us, Disney. We need something to be hopeful about, and I, I love that you're trying to give us something. That, that at least is the best part of this, is I haven't been able to do a theory episode for a while, because, well, times are dark and full of terrors. Yeah. But you didn't give us enough, you could have at least told us what era it was going to take place in. That way we could speculate better. Because if it's going to be in the Old Republic, again, I'd probably go to my Nomi Sunrider. But ooh, maybe you're going to give me Lady Revan. Lady Revan the series? Oh, I'd take that. If it's Bastila, I'm done. I don't like Bastila. You're not going to make me like Bastila. Well, under a different writing, maybe I would like Bastila. But oh my goodness, I don't want Bastila. Please, please no. But more than likely, let's be honest, this is going to be a completely original character. And that's fine. And my guess is she's probably going to be a Jedi. And the reason I say that is because, well, you have the Mandalorian going on. And the Mandalorian doesn't have Jedi in it. Well, I mean, it has the child. Baby Yoda's, he's more popularly known. And so, yeah, technically it has a Force user in it, but it doesn't have Jedi. And if there's one thing that Star Wars kind of has a need for, and that is Jedi. So you're probably going to make her a Jedi, or at least Jedi adjacent. Hopefully you actually make her a Jedi. Because, well, if you're going to make her a strong female character, let's be honest, in Star Wars, there are really no stronger characters than the Jedi, as far as power levels concerned, at least. So, okay, I see what you're doing. And maybe we'll finally get some of the other people that we want. Maybe Finn would have been able to actually be Force-sensitive if you had thought about that and actually wanted to do character development, because that would have been a perfect arc to his story. But no. No. We don't do character arcs. We have JJ Abrams. So maybe she'll be a black person of color. Ooh. Ooh, wouldn't that wouldn't that just tick all your tickety-boo boxes for backpadding? I doubt you're going to make her bisexual or a lesbian because you're still afraid of the gays. And I don't I don't understand why. I mean, we are your bread and butter. Nobody loves a princess more than us. Nobody loves mermaids and magic more than we do, for goodness sakes, we love it so much we put glitter on everything, but that's okay, that's okay. Keep your fairy dust to yourself, that's alright, that's fine. But, yeah, <sighs> Lady Star War. So what do you want us to be talking about, Disney? Because I do know you want us to be petting you on the back, but I'm not going to do that. And I do want to be excited. Maybe a little bit more excited. Because, well, after you announced that you had an LGBT character in Onward, I I didn't really get excited because, well, that that should have just been a, uh, well, duh. But okay, you're doing that. Just like you announced it with LeFou in uh, the live-action Beauty and the Beast. And we're not going to rehash that again. If you want to know, I did do an entire episode on LeFou. Because, really? Really? But this kind of game just doesn't work. You have to actually give us something to be excited about. Don't get me wrong, I'm not against a woman doing Star Wars. I think women have been doing a really good job writing Star Wars for quite some time. But I read the extended universe. I read the books and the comics and stuff. So I am familiar with what Star Wars looks like written by women in a way that maybe a lot of the audience isn't. But please, Disney, just please. It's 2020. Don't pat yourself on the back for doing the bare minimum the, the logical thing. Because just off of the odds, it was time that a female writer came in. Wasn't it? And don't ignore your history and your legacy. Because that's what makes this look so pandering. Is that by ignoring all of the female writers that have been working on the books, the comics, and the animation. One, you're prioritizing live action over all of that when... It's all canon, we're told. So it should all matter. It should all be important. Yeah. Don't lessen the contribution of some of your writers to try to get props for your new one. That's it. It's simple. Because that's not how the world works anymore. It's 2020. We're fed up with people looking down on us and talking down on a, at us because they sit on high, walled away from the common masses, and go and tell us what we need to do for them. So no, I'm not going to celebrate this, but I will watch it when it comes out, and I'll probably talk about it more when you actually give me something to talk about. But next time you make an announcement, make it something to talk about. Okay, Disney. Thank you. Sincerely, Charlie. <clears throat> if you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you did. <laughs> I know Disney t- probably didn't, but for you listening, cuz you know Disney's not listening to me. If they did, they'd actually hire me to do some work for them because I have ideas, Disney. But if you enjoyed this, thank you so very very much. If you uh, can rate this episode or this podcast or whatever app you're listening to me on. Please do so. It helps out immensely. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, in the show notes, you'll find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short. Keep it clean. I would love to hear from you. You can also hit me up on social media. I am C.E. Dorset on both Twitter and Instagram, and you can find links to everything that I do over at ProjectShadow.com. If... By some miracle you have a dollar that you could pass our way down in the show notes. You'll find a link to both the voice message system and my Patreon right now. It really would mean a lot because, um, debt collectors are coming after us in the middle of this pandemic. And it's debt that we couldn't afford to pay because of the pandemic. And I don't know how we're going to get through this. So, I hate to like say it that way, but anything you could do to help would be greatly, greatly appreciated, especially right now. But if you can't afford it, please, please don't. But if you can help, please, please help. Um, and by the way, the listener support is going to be waiving their fees until September. So we actually will get more of the um, money through listener support than we will through Patreon. All right. If you don't have any money right now or you don't feel like giving, that's perfectly all right. We do make money off of the ads. So if you know anybody you think would like this podcast, please share it with them. That helps out more than you know. These are strange and dark times we're living through. Until next time, stay well, stay safe, and don't forget to have the fun. Bye.